paint the fucking world. 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 Welcome to Paint the Fucking World, a podcast for artists by artists. My name is Visual Salt, and I'm joined with my co-host, as always, Nolan. And we are joined here with Chris Beach, Art by Sun Beach. How are you doing today, Chris? I am doing great, Tyler. How are you guys doing? Doing well, doing well. Pretty good. Uh, yeah. Um, well, thank you for coming in. I appreciate you stopping by and talking with us tonight. I know it's late on the East Coast. That's so uh, I'm always up this late anyway. <laughs> well, nonetheless, <laughs> thank you for stopping in. Uh, you live in New York, correct? Yes, I do. Like the city of New York or like just in the state? No, I'm in the city. I'm in the Bronx. You're in the Bronx. Man, how's that? That's fine. I'm in the nice neighborhood of the Bronx, so it's not too bad. Right on. Have you lived there your whole life? I have. Born and raised. I'm actually born. still in my parents' house right now. Oh, nice. I out for a while, but I came back in, tried to save some money up, you know? Sure. I know how that goes. I, I've... I've... I've done that a few times in my past. Um, yeah, like New York seems to be like a huge art hub. I mean, there's like there's like two major art hubs in the United States, and I feel like New York and LA, they're they're kind of branching out in other cities, but New York and LA are definitely the major art hubs. Um, what's it like living in such an art centric town? Uh, it's pretty awesome, actually. Like, I'm not big into doing graffiti or anything myself or murals or whatnot. But driving around, I see them everywhere. Like you drive down any street, you'll find something spray painted on the side of a building, uh, especially like driving to my girlfriend's house in Brooklyn. I see so much artwork everywhere and it's amazing. It's just so I, cool. I bet. I mean, there's just so many people who, who you know, like had their careers blow up in, yeah. in, in New York. So I just feel like there's so much art history there. You can't, I, I feel like it'd be everywhere. Do you ever make it out to like any gallery openings or museums and things like that? Uh, I go out to the museums every now and again. I actually, I'm heading out to the Natural History Museum next week with my mom. Uh, got her a birthday gift. She wants to go to like the gem exhibit and then we'll walk around and see the other galleries. But um, a few years ago, there's this artist that I follow on Instagram. Her name is uh, Heather Turuni. She does like all colored pencil drawings, but she does them all. It, her drawings look like photographs. Like oh, wow. it's insane. Hmm. The, love, the amount of detail she puts into these, you can look at it and just think it's, taken with a camera and she's from boston and she actually came to new york and she had a gallery so i got to go and i spent like the evening there and it was awesome i bet i mean i, I, I i'm always listening to this other podcast and always talking about all these gallery openings in new york and i'm like oh man i just kind of feel like i'm in the wrong part of the country but <laughs> I'm, I'm from a very very small town so new york with all those people kind of intimidates me <laughs> you know, I can get that. I mean, even having grown up here, it's walking around. I'm like, oh, God, there's so many people around me all the time. Oh, man, I bet. Like, I, I, I don't know if I can. My fuzzy little head would probably explode. <laughs> I, I like my, my core group of people. But besides that, I'm like, I can't be around that many people. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Um, like, who was who your, uh, like... Being from New York, do you have any favorite artists that are specifically from New York that you, you've always followed? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am so bad with names. Like, I'll see artwork and I'll be like, oh, this piece, I really like that, but I, I don't know names. 
Sure. <laughs> I'm so bad with it. <laughs> understandable. Yeah, understandable. <laughs> I know, like, you know, like Warhol and Basquiat, and then you have I've Keith Herring. Yeah, Keith Herring was another, uh, you know, that New York crew in the in the late Banksy. 70s and 80s. <laughs> No, I know Banksy's not New York, but I still love his work. <laughs> no, the, I'm sure New York has Banksy's in in the within the city there. Oh, I'm ever, sure. You don't know? You've never seen any of his work there? Um, I haven't seen any Banksy's like spray painted around. I know there's actually a Banksy exhibit now that I've yet to go to, um, but I've been really wanting to. And they try. I forgot the name of it. It's like Banksy, like hero or vandal or something like that. But okay. hero or vandal, I like that. Yeah, like uh-huh. I've been a fan of Banksy's work for a really, really long time. Um, I love it. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's definitely he's he's taken the, the the whole art world and moved it in a completely different direction with kind of making graffiti art more of a. Um, Instead of a, a kitsch lowbrow art, he's taken it into the upper echelon uh, of the art, yeah. community, which is really cool. Um, we're going to go ahead and just kind of jump into uh, like your art history, per se. Um, okay. You know, most artists say they've been creating since childhood. But when did you start like taking your art serious and wanting to create, you know, what you do and, and things like that? Um, I guess think taking it really seriously would probably actually be when uh when you and i when we did that collab uh last year because you know i like again i've been drawing since i was a kid i learned from my cousin and whatnot my mom taught me some and i went i learned it in school but um i was always drawing in class and whatnot i was always doodling and i love superheroes i love anime so i was always drawing the characters in my notebooks instead of actually taking notes but i never really put the work into it like i took classes in college and i was like all right this is cool i got a little bit better but then when we got to talk and we were like, hey, let's do that collab, I was like, oh, shit, like if this is going across the country and we got four different artists working on this, like I really need to bring my best work forward. And so I really feel like I took it ser- like seriously there where I really tried honing my skills to make sure I got the perfect image. And then now with this upcoming collab, I'm like, oh, shit, I really need to like work on this. So I've been trying to like <laughs> practice more and more and more. So it's it's been more recent that I've really like started taking everything seriously. No, I I've noticed this like huge jump in like the work you're doing, and um, it's been pretty incredible to watch like your transition. Like the piece, the collab we did was was really amazing. Uh, it turned out so fantastic. Oh, I, I love it. Yeah, I had to so put that over here. Like, yeah, I got the original one right here. I still need oh, to nice. time for it. Yeah, uh, I was so nervous with that collaboration because you guys did all these amazing pieces, and I was like, I don't really know anything about anime, and I need to, to educate myself a little bit. Everybody did anime characters, and I was like, fuck, okay. I know, unfortunately, that was all of our niches. <laughs> nah, but your Skeletor, man, I love how that came out. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I agree, I, man. I had a lot of fun with that, and it, it was, I mean, that really kind of, you know, you kind of jump-started the whole paint-the-fucking-world community. Uh, you know, you yeah. kind of get some credit there because without that collaboration, we probably wouldn't have started this next collaboration, which ended up to the Discord, and yeah. it, it would have just been a saying that I, I kept saying over and over again. But now here we are because you asked me to be part of that collaboration. So, you know, you, you definitely uh, have a big hand in that. Oh, um, thank you. 
you know, I mean, in all friends. honesty, credit all goes to to Jeff for getting it started with the, the Panda Pock. Yeah. Like, he reached out to me initially and he said, because he sent me that picture of uh, Kakashi on one of the other boards. I don't have it up on here. But he sent the drawing to me and he was like, hey, I want to do a collab. Like, you draw something on here and then we have a piece for the two of us. I was like, oh, that's awesome. And then I got the idea. I was like, but what if we got more people? So that's when I reached out to my cousin, Joey, and then to you as well, because I was watching your work all on TikTok. And I was like, oh, I love the way you do everything with your spray paint. So I was like, I think you would be perfect to like tie this all in together. And that's how we got this collab here with the, these two and the two others. And then, like you said, now we're stepping forward to the even bigger collab for the uh, the Child's Play donation. Yeah. No, I'm really excited for that. And I was so nervous for that collaboration. Like I said, it was – I was like, man, these are – I gotta, I gotta step my game up, and and I kind of completely got out of the, my normal style of artwork and did something different. But I'm really happy I did because it took my art in a new direction after that collaboration. So uh, yeah. it was, it was such a cool thing to be a part of. And yeah, it was uh, awesome. I loved yeah. everything about that. Yeah, well, you know, besides doing like the, you know, the traditional on the paper, you also do digital work. Yes, um, I do. What's your favorite between like the illustration or, or like the illustrations on digital? I mean, what do you prefer? I mean, it's a real toss up because I've been doing digital art now for two years. Um, I just started two years ago. My parents, I got an iPad for Christmas and I was like, oh, cool. I can give this a shot. And, you know, I've been fucking around with it, trying new different uh, techniques, watching videos on YouTube. And sure. I've grown to love it so much just for the convenience of it, you know? Like I can zoom in to the really, really small details. So I can just do those little lines. I can just tap the screen to erase something. And so I did that for two years straight. And then actually getting ready for the collab, I was like, oh, I need to practice drawing on paper again. I haven't done this in so long. So <laughs> I'm drawing on the paper in my sketchbook. And I actually, I put my hand on the paper and I tried to zoom in and I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> That's so, so funny. TikTok trend in real life. Yo, for real though. Like, <laughs> and I'm tapping on this on the paper to erase. I'm like, I can't do that. Like, damn it. But um, <laughs> no. But I mean, I do love drawing on paper. Like, it's just as as much as I love drawing on the iPad and how convenient it is. Nothing beats the feel of like a pencil in your hand and feeling the scratch on the paper. Yeah. Like, I'll I don't think I'll ever stop loving that. Yeah, like I've tried. When I was in college, I tried doing digital artwork and, you know, for me, it was the, you know, and granted, this was like a decade ago. So things have progressed quite a bit. And uh, I, I, I hear that they can actually make the pens feel like there's a drag on the paper. Mm -hmm. But for me, like when I was trying, I was like, there's, I just, I'm all over the place. Like I'm, a, I'm a teenager learning to drive here. Yeah. No, it, it took a lot of getting used to. Yeah, yeah I actually uh, years before I had tried getting into it, uh, my ex had bought me a drawing pad to hook up to my computer, but it okay. didn't have a screen on it. It was just a black pad with a pen. Yeah. So it was really weird trying to get the feel of drawing on this while looking at my computer screen. And I just couldn't get like the connect between. So now that I'm yeah. on an iPad and I can see what I'm doing, I'm like, oh, this is so much better. No, yeah. I agree, man. I was in the same boat, um, and that's why it took me forever to get into digital. If it wasn't for the iPad, I'd still be doing traditional all the way. But I agree, it's it takes your brain a little bit of uh, in, a little to interpret exactly what you're doing, mm -hmm. and I just could not get into that. Yeah, but what's really cool too, like I use uh, the program Procreate, 
Mm -hmm. And there's so many different brushes that you can use. So the one pen stroke can have so many different looks and feels to it. You can adjust how thick your line is, how thin it is, how opaque. And it's, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I save money on buying markers for colors and shit. So. Right. (laughs) I I spend like at least 30 to $40 a week. So I know how that, the the struggle there is real. So I've got another project in line that I want to start working on next week. And um, the the amount of colors that I'm going to need for it, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to spend at least $200 on these, just on the markers. Oh, man. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. And, and they burn out so quick. Like They really uh, do. When I'm working on the, the drawings for my zine, which you're a part of this month, that's um, like I burn through like uh, four or – about six markers between mm-hmm. what I'm using for my liners and things like that in a week. So yeah, it's not, it, yeah, it goes, it goes through really quick. Um, but since you like introduce your, your, the iPad and procreate into your work with that digital aspect, has that changed like the scope of like how you draw or like what you draw, like your, your uh, topic um, or your subject? Not really, because I mean, I like I said, I've always been drawing superheroes and anime characters, so now I can just do it a little bit faster and I can color them a lot better. Sure. But um, yeah, no, it hasn't really changed anything. In fact, the uh, that Velma drawing that I did, that's been Ooh, different from what I normally do. <laughs> yeah, spicy <Yeah>. Velma. <laughs> that piece is amazing. Uh, Thank you. Absolutely amazing. When I saw that, I was like, oh yeah. Chris is going in this month's theme because this month's theme <laughs> is Scooby Doo theme, so that's yep. just that's just happening. Because you know, my my goal was everybody in the collab. I would you know do that once a month, and I and you would have been like month six. Okay. And I was like, nope, you just got bumped to month three. So because <laughs> that just makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, no. That's that's maybe been the only like variation from my style lately because I don't really draw real people anymore. I haven't drawn from a live reference in the longest time. Hell, I haven't done a self portrait in years. I probably should, but <laughs> you know, I I, I did self portraits when I was in college, and yeah. for the longest time I, I hadn't done one. Like in high school, and then I think I did one in college, and then uh, last year I decided I was going to do a self portrait. And it was kind of liberating, you know, doing that again and like choosing the photo that I was going to work with. And yeah, it was definitely, uh, I was like, okay, it kind of feels good to get back with like the, the paintbrush and working with acrylics and blending. Yeah. Cause I wanted to do something that was not just with spray paint and like pen. And so I wanted to actually blend it and actually do something different. So yeah, I, I, uh, I'm going to try to do one every three or four years. And just kind oh, of okay, keep nice. and do something different. Maybe maybe once a year, depending on time, but who yeah. has time? Um, but there was a, a question in here is, uh, who are your favorite artists? And coincidentally, that is my next question here. Who are some of your favorite artists that you, uh, like, I know you, you draw a lot of anime and things like that. So do you have, like, favorite anime artists that you follow? Um, Again, I'm terrible with names. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I mean, like... Toriyama! I mean, yes. Who doesn't love Akira Toriyama? Um, no, but I mean, like, I do love uh, Van Gogh. I remember we were talking about a while ago how yeah. I went to the Van Gogh exhibit 
I yeah. actually, uh, I have a Van Gogh tattoo. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's going to be yeah, a shutdown, sure. but I don't know if I can. And oh, you got there the, we go. Oh, nice. You got the sleeping skeleton and his sunflowers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I did that actually when I went to Amsterdam a few years ago. I was like, oh, I need to do something here. But um, uh, as for anime artists, I like Taikubo. He's uh, the artist from Bleach. Mm. I think. I've heard of I've heard of Bleach. Yeah, don't Bleach is the artist. phenomenal. That's really yeah, good. I'm, I'm bad with names too, man. So. Uh, actually, you ever heard of the anime Degray Man? No. So that's a really Mark, good one. Uh, it Mark came out Mark. a few years ago. It's uh, basically the long and short of it is there's exorcists uh, exercising demons, but the demons are like mechanical monsters created by this bad guy. Okay. And um, so, like, the artist is Katsura Hoshino. So this is one of their the books here, and just the artwork for this is amazing. Oh, I bet. Yeah, it so awesome. that's one of my favorite series, like one of my favorite artists. Um, Full Metal Alchemist, I love the artwork there. I have no idea who the artists are for that. Okay, so do you do you like Brotherhood or the original Full Metal? So I watched the original first because uh, that was the version that was out here. And I bought the entire series and I watched it through like two or three times. And I really enjoyed it. But then when I heard about Brotherhood, it blew the the other one out of the water. Like Brotherhood's yeah, my absolute yeah. favorite. Um, I've watched that probably eight times. Is this something that I should probably start watching? Yes, yes, you should. Yeah, ever... it has to do with alchemy, and um, it actually it's it's really dramatic, but in a good way. It's not like overly how uh, mainstream anime is. How everything's about friendship and yeah, and, no. <laughs> uh, over over the top and all that stuff. So, like this is. It it brings you. I so I had a friend that said that they couldn't watch it because it got too real. They're like, no, this is yeah, it's too dramatic. No, it's, it's, it really does. So many bro. feels like it just got too real, and I'm like, that's the perfect. That's like one of the reasons to watch that. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm I'm literally watching the real Ghostbusters from like 1987 with my okay. son right now because that's like saying all that. I ever watch is like cartoons now. Nice. Uh, like <laughs> I just watched Encanto. Does that count? Like, oh, I, mean, no, I, I haven't that seen that yet. I hear it's really good. I haven't watched it yet, dude. The uh, Bruno song's like all over the net right now. I who was like, <laughs> I don't want to watch this, and then my wife's like, "We're watching it. You don't have a choice. You can leave." <laughs> so I was like, "All right," and I was I was sucked in. She was up doing stuff, and I was like, "She's like, are you okay?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Watch this movie." And she's like, no, it was so good. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I was right in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I got a little misty eyed there for a minute, hot minute. I'm kind of an emotional guy. Uh, <laughs> I'll watch that tomorrow. No, it's it, good. It really is good. good. Now, be, you, you do a lot of anime, but you also are a big comic book guy. Now, yeah. comic book, I can actually like talk about a little bit more. Okay. Uh, do you have like a favorite comic book artist, you know, like Jim Lee or something like that? So I love Jim Lee. Um, he's absolutely one of my favorites. I think my top two would be Jim Lee and Alex Ross. Okay. Like, Alex Ross yeah. is the hyper realism, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, he's, he's my more favorite of a cover comic artist. by him. What's that? Mm-hmm. He's more of a cover artist, right? Yeah, but I mean, he has. I have one of his books where he did the art for the entire book. Oh, um, sure. It's really? the uh, the Justice League Kingdom Come. Okay. And if you haven't read that one, you should. It's fantastic. It takes place like in the future. So 
Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they're all a couple years older, but it's awesome. Nice. Yeah, I I'm I love my comic books. Um so I mean I, I don't read like the mainstream. I, I'm more of an indie comic book. I, I love um I love image and okay. vertigo before it went to DC Black. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm I'm definitely an indie comic book guy because I don't I love Batman. Batman's always gonna have a special place in my heart because that was my introduction into the comic book world. But um you know, it, it for me, like, I was like, oh, the independent comics just are so good. Yeah, no, there's some really good ones out there. Yeah. Um, so, it, since since you mentioned uh, Kingdom Come, man, like, are you in, like, is DC the way you go normally? Or do you have, like, a favorite comic book company or a favorite comic book? I mean, I kind of flip-flop between the two because I love Marvel and I love DC. Um but I mean, if I had to pick, my top superhero is Superman. I just love him. Nice. Um, but yeah, Superman, Batman. But I also I love the Spider-Man comics. Um, Iron Man was really cool. I like uh, watch like reading all of his fights. Um, but I think if anything, I with Marvel, I lean more towards Spider-Man. I think I have more Spider-Man comics than anything else. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. But um, yeah, I flip flop between the two. I can't I can't choose a favorite. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree, man. I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I love like, especially when they introduced like the the um the Spider Verse, and you got to yeah. see all these crazy Spider-Man. Like they created different. It was just really really cool. But yeah, I agree with you, man. Spider-Man is definitely one of the the top. Speaking of the Spider Verse, did you see uh the trailer for Into the Spider Verse two? Yes, dude. They dude, got I Miguel in there. <laughs> I cannot wait. I didn't realize there was another one coming out. I liked the first one a lot. I thought it was first great. It was amazing. They Dude. did such a great job with that. I mean, they had so, Spider-Pig. You know so. Yeah, they yeah. had Spider-Pig. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, quick note, side note, man. Uh, Spider-Pig is actually uh, in the beginning of like the Spider-Gwen. You know how I'm like super in a Spider-Gwen? Well, in the uh, first couple comics, he is kind of like her inner conscience. And she like knows he's not there. Mm-hmm. But he talks to her a lot. And so I thought it was really, really fun and funny that they brought him in and he, she's like, you're not even, you're not real. And he's like, I know, but you're making me real. So I'm teaching you how to be a Spider-Man. But yeah, um, <laughs> I actually, because of that movie, I went and I bought like, I think 12 Spider-Gwen comics. Like I just found an entire series and I'm like, I'm buying all of these. I have to read them all. Yeah, dude, they, they're doing so like a lot of different things with her. Uh, she started with her powers. Oh, I don't, actually, you know what? Never mind. I don't want to spoil anything if you're into it. But um, so Tyler, yeah, dude. So Into the Spider Verse, the second one that's coming out. Uh, you know how the first one they did a really interesting art style for the whole movie. Yeah, that's why I really enjoyed that book is because the art or that that movie because artistically it was different than what you would normally see with anything that was animation based. Yeah, it was very loose and like kind of. Um, uh, very it, was almost. it was a masterpiece man it was a masterpiece yeah i know the artwork that they did for that movie was fantastic i'm very passionate about that movie but the second one dude they're doing the same thing right but um they and it, this is like information that you can find right now they're gonna do different art styles for the different places that they're gonna visit so oh shit really very oh, stuff I really oh, want to see awesome. how they're going to – yeah. So can you imagine, like, going into, like, Spider-Man Noor's universe? Yeah, and just all the black and white 1920s. Dude, and then, oh, like, yeah. Spidey Gwen's comic is very, like, edgy – or not edgy, but, like, very sharp 
and uh, almost like um, cyberpunk like colors and stuff. So yeah. going into her dimension is going to be. I, I'm just really stoked on how they're going to pull out the different art styles and all the different dimensions. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. awesome. Uh, now, besides like anime and comic books and things, what are what are some of the other things that you find inspiration from? Um, music, things like that. I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, I've tried like uh, what's it called the the synesthesia where you draw what you see with with music or whatnot. I tried it years ago, realized I cannot do it. I was just making scribbles on the page. <laughs> um, no, like I definitely, I listen to music and I'll kind of get a beat for something. And that kind of just gets me in the zone while I draw, but it's not so much that I draw so much inspiration from it. You know, like sure. a lot of my stuff is I'll be watching anime and I'll see a really cool scene and I'm like, I'll pause my screen. I'm like, all right, hold on. I'll take a picture. I'm like, I'll, I'm going to draw that later. You know, gotcha. you, you just, uh, you, you use music as more of a, background fodder for you to just kind of yeah get it's more of what you're doing yeah and it's i guess depending on what i'm drawing kind of determines the music i'll i'll put on like if i'm drawing like some crazy fight scene i'll put on a little bit more of a, a hard rock or if i'm drawing something more mellow i'll go more instrumental you know for sure yeah that makes sense yeah it, it just sets the mood for me yeah yeah definitely, definitely. So, you know, we've talked about your anime and, and your comic book stuff. It's most, most of what you draw is very pop culture based, but you do get away from that with some of the work you do. Um, I like the, the uh, you have one of the pieces hanging behind you that I actually have a print of, uh, of oh, the uh, skeletons. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I got the other one. Yep. You got <laughs> this one here. Yeah. Now, do you I have, have like a, both of those? I, I thought of wearing one of them, but they're both sh uh, sleeveless, and it is freezing in my room right now. So, gotcha. <laughs> uh, dude, it's like it's like forty degrees in my studio right now. I have a heater trained on my legs to keep me warm, so I feel that. Um, like, do you have uh, like, do you prefer drawing like pop culture stuff? Because I know that you draw that a lot, but or do you like to to kind of get out and like do your from your own head type of work? Because I that what I've seen from what you've done, like out of your head has been absolutely amazing. Oh, thank you. I mean, I really do. I really do like drawing original stuff from my own head. Like these two came to me one night. I was just like, Oh, I, I got into a whole phase of where I was just like astronauts and skeletons. Like I'm going to put these together and I'm going to make it fucking neon. And like I did these two and I did one more actually, actually the first one I did, it's a, um, like the spacesuit and the hand is reaching forward and in, in the glass you see a, a skull and I actually got that printed on canvas and whatnot. I have that hanging up in my, in my hallway. And then that's kind of what st uh, started it off. I think I did um, this one next and then I did this one here. But after those two, it's like, I don't know, I've tried coming up with other ideas and it just went blank on me. So, okay. you know, so, if, so at some point something just, sparks in my head and i'm just like oh i gotta draw that like that'll look really cool but otherwise it's more if i'm reading a comic or watching something i'm like oh that looks cool i want to draw it yeah <laughs> I, I i for a long time did nothing but pop culture work and i mm. decided i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna step away from pop culture work and i'm gonna try to do something else and it seems like i always end up going back to what i love which is TV shows, comic books, music, things like that. Things that influence me. I feel like the, uh, as kids that were born in the, the middle, mid-80s and, and grew up in the 90s, always kind of 
gravitate towards the things that we hold dear from our childhood, like, you know, cartoons and things like that. So uh, I always, I always go back to pop culture stuff, uh, which is funny because I'm like, I'm going to get away from doing that. I want to, I want to be taken serious and (laughs) here I am. I'm back to doing pop culture shit and I'm a hundred percent okay with it. Well, I mean, that's who you are, man. What happened? No, I was just saying that's who you are, dude. You don't want to oh, like, yeah. get away from who you are. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, one of the that. things that I was actually – like I'm actually very interested in and I find um, it interesting is like, you know, the psychology and stuff about art. It, one of the things is how you were saying you went – you started with this uh, astronaut with the skull and then you, you dived into that and stuff. But it's very interesting how art is so subjective. Like Tyler says that he has that one that's right behind you on the – what is that, left side? And then I went on the right. Yeah. Like, it's just really interesting how I saw both of them. And I was like, oh, that one's kind of cool. Oh, I really like this one. I'm sure Tyler probably said the same thing. Like, oh, that one's really cool, right? But it was it's kind very of, hard to choose. It, it was. I, I'm not going to lie. But I, mean, I, look, I got them available, guys. You can each buy one of each. <laughs> perfectly fine by me. Sure <laughs> you can find that on his Etsy. They're on my Etsy. I still have, I have like, I think 10 prints of everything I've put up and they're just sitting in my closet right now. (laughs) Well, I mean, you, you have a full-time job though. So you're not like, I do. I mean, you're trying to to get more into the artwork and and do more and you know, you're starting on the right path, but you also work full-time and, and I'm sure New York is not a cheap town to live in. No, no, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've heard that uh, just like to buy a pack of cigarettes there, it's like 20 bucks. Yeah, it's insane. The prices have just keep going up and up. I'm so glad I don't smoke. Twenty dollars no. for a pack of cigarettes? It's yeah. Not, yeah. It's like not even for good ones. <laughs> We're talking Paul Malls, man. Paul Malls. <laughs> <laughs> now I know that New York's going through uh, more of a lockdown right now, or, or a little bit more of a restriction. Um, has that like hindered going to shows and things like that? Like, like going out and doing things like uh, that? In the beginning, it really did because everything shut down when everyone went on lockdown. But um, now, lately, so long as you're vaccinated, like you just need proof of vaccine, and then they still mandate wearing a mask when you're walking around unless you're eating or drinking. But sure. outside of that, everything's pretty much open again. Oh, that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, it's yeah, been really good. Cool. So, like, I've I been going out some, to a lot more shows. I've been walking around more. Yeah, I heard of it. Nice. Yeah. I heard that some of the Broadway shows had, like, shut down early and things like that. Yeah. So, I wasn't sure how that was. Yeah, uh, no, but some of them are still opening up now. So, it's been good. Oh, that's good. Good to hear that. Now, we, did, we talked a little bit about the zine, and you are going to be featured in this month's zine. And since it is my Hallow zine, we're going to, of course, talk about horror and halloween uh are you a horror halloween fan uh no (laughs) no i'm i mean i've seen i've seen a couple of movies you know i i've liked a handful but really horror is not my scene um i tried you know like my friends it seems everybody i know loves horror and i've tried getting into it but it just creeps me the fuck out man i can't do it I hear you. I mean, Jason like, does New York is probably not the the, the movie for you. <laughs> but I, that's I the thing. So it's like there's certain like movies that I can watch that don't bother me. Like zombie movies, monster movies, I'm fine with. 
But when it gets into like the demons and possession and like witches, mm. no. Or All actually, right. what freaks me out the worst is Annabelle. I hate porcelain dolls. Scare the shit out of me. Ah. They're creepy. They're soulless eyes. <laughs> like no, get them away from me. I can't do it. Bro, my mom had a curio when I was in high school, full of porcelain dolls. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> you do like some aspects of four, though. So you like some of them, yeah. Yeah, you like zombie movies uh, mm-hmm. and things like that. It's kind of hard to not like zombies when you know um, the Walking Dead came out. That was such a right. huge like, thing. I've I've been watching The Walking Dead since it started. Like I love The Walking Dead. I mean, more so, recent seasons, not so much. But when it first started, it was my favorite show. After season two, that just went to trash for me. I couldn't do it. You know what? Season two was so slow. I felt like they picked it up a little more in season three, and then it's kind of been downhill. Like the most recent seasons, I have no idea what the hell's going on anymore. Yeah. No. I, I'm like okay. I know a lot of people were like, I saw memes, I don't know how many years ago, were like, if Daryl dies, we riot. Yeah. Um, which is funny <laughs> to me because he's not even in the comic book. Nope. I know, right? <laughs> so, I mean, the, you, you do like, you, so you do like factions of horror. Like, when it comes to like paranormal horror, no, I'm good on that. I don't watch that shit. Like, Annabelle, I, I'm not even going going close to that. My, my wife's watched it, but I was like, no, when it comes to that kind of stuff, uh, I stay away from that. But, like, what are, uh, like, what are your favorite zombie movies or, or like monster movies that you've uh, you've watched in the past? Um, huh. I like the uh, the Twenty Eight Days Later. That was cool. Which was I guess good. wasn't so much zombie as it was infected, but still, same thing. Those but are good. good. Like, yeah, yeah it was that, a good deviation away from the common, especially the zombie common zombies that was happening in that era. Like, I yeah. really respected both of those. Yeah, those were really good movies. I feel like um, I just read that 28 Days Later is on Disney Plus right now, which I thought was completely crazy. <laughs> yeah, I read it. I read an article, or uh, it was a headline. It says, "Rated R movie taking Disney Plus by storm," and I was like, "What the fuck is on Disney Plus? It's rated R." Uh, and I'm uh, like, 28 uh, Days Later, really? Okay, I'm, I'm down for it. A good one. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay. Sure. Yeah. Part of their National Geographic, or their dis- it was a, is it Discovery that they have? It's a documentary now, apparently. Is it really? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, no shit, right now. <laughs> That'd be hilarious, though. In this small town for twenty eight days. <laughs> oh Friends man, that's the hunger. <laughs> so twenty eight days actually reminded me of a movie that I watched as a kid that I was very fascinated by. I don't know if you guys have ever, if you guys remember, it. it's called Outbreak. You guys remember? Yeah, I've never heard of that one. Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I it, I don't know why, but when I first saw that movie, I was like, "Hey, this is just like that one when I saw it as a kid." And nobody, nobody remembers that movie. I own that movie. It's a good one. It is a great movie. If you haven't watched it, Chris, you really should. Yeah, I'll check it out. It's not you really a horror it? movie, though. I mean, it's more. I I'm, I wouldn't even know what I would call that movie. Like, it's it's just a great flick. Yeah, it's just a it's a I don't know. A, could what do they call that? A it's like uh, 2012. What are the colors movies? Disaster movies? I would consider yeah, it. Yeah, like a disaster movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid? Um, I was watching it with my dad, and I think we just happened to be scrolling through the channels, and this movie came on. We had no idea what the hell it was about from dusk till dawn. Oh! <laughs> uh, I've heard you yeah. talk about it for a while, and, you know, I didn't see the whole movie. We had caught it somewhere in the middle, like right when 
the women turn into the vampires and they start killing everybody. And it scared the shit out of me. I was so terrified of strip clubs till I was at least 20. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, just so, so, gone so good. <laughs> but so now I want to go back to the... see Sama Hayek. Like. Yeah. <laughs> so Death Till Dawn's a Robert Rodriguez film. Okay. He did Desperado. Yeah. I didn't see that one either. You've never oh. watched Desperado? Dude. No. I forget. You're, you're quite a bit younger than we are. A little bit, yeah. I, so, so the Antonio Banderas? I mean, I okay. know Antonio Banderas. <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Mexico? Remember I've that heard movie? the name. Okay. That is the prequel to Desperado. Okay. Man. God, I, I feel like I should call you son right now because I'm schooling you <laughs> on all these great movies. <laughs> Desperado is like one of my favorite movies from childhood. And the fact that I was allowed to watch it when I was a child is kind of fucked up. Um, but it's, it, that's a great Selma Hayek film. Okay. Yeah. She's yeah, young, young Selma Hayek. Like, it's so good. Uh, yeah. I feel like you're going to have to send me a list of movies to watch. Like, uh, I, I feel like I need to do that too because that that movie, yeah. Oh my gosh! You know the, the the movie that they made before that, like the one that kind of started that whole you know. Oh, mariachi. Yeah, that, that, if I remember correctly, it was made with only ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it was super low budget. Super oh, low wow. budget, and um, the the guns that they had that shot the blanks. I think if like it kept jamming or something, so all the scenes in that movie. That you see, like with them with the automatics, just ah, it was literally just scenes, or um, I should say, like frames snapped on top of each other, so it looked like it was going. <laughs> like, oh, really? It was like one frame just over and over and over and over again because the oh, guns wow. weren't working. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, you you need to watch Desperado. That's and if you don't like Desperado. I, I don't know what run. to tell you. You, you, you <laughs> yeah. have to like Desperado. It's like one of the greatest movies of all time. It's a like like you have to the, the Discord. <laughs> yeah, you've been voted off the tribe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> who did Quentin Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez, do a lot of things together, like okay. the Grindhouse movies they did with Death Proof and the Planet Terror. I don't know if you remember those. Really like Planet like Terror. Fifteen years ago, maybe. No, um, yeah, another great movie. It's very. I don't know if you know what like Grindhouse is, but it's like kind of almost pulp, like pulp movies. Okay. Like B-list movies that you, like yeah. when they would do a double feature that have the the main feature, and then they would always show something that was less known afterwards. Okay. So they made like a Grindhouse flick, which is. Uh, it was a double feature together, and it's super good. Nice, it's super good. I like that. Uh, Robert Rodriguez did do Machete. Yes, yes. A matter of fact, uh, what's his name that played Machete? Oh, um, uh, Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. Machete. Um, yeah. Desperado was his first movie. Really. Yes. No, okay. actually, I think his first movie was. Um, it Don't argue with me, son. Oh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> it was an old gangster movie, man. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you right now that I, I'm a hundred percent. I'm ninety nine percent sure that Rod Rodriguez 
brought him on uh, and put him in his first movie? That you might actually be right, but I don't think it was Desperado. Um, because you're, you, I, I do recall something like that. And he's like, "Hey, can you do a thing over here?" And he actually got um his start by training this boxer dude. I'm trying to remember. Not a boxer. It was an, you know, it what? was a boxer. I'll throw it in the Discord. That's yeah, you, like, if, you, if you can find it, I'll believe you. Until then, I think it's Desperado. <laughs> Hold on. This well, since you're not a big horror movie fan. Um, do you like read any horror comics or anything like that, or, or any horror animes? Because I know they have those. I know like Castlevania. Um, like Castlevania, it's actually pretty good. I, I watched some of that. I love Castlevania. That's another one that I've watched multiple times. Uh, but again, that, it, but I've watched it. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. You definitely have to watch it. I think, I think they finished it with season four or five, but it was phenomenal. Yeah, I I I think I started one of the seasons on Netflix and I was like, wow, this is really really fucking good. Yeah. So, and what was crazy too, the first season was only four episodes. So like it was such a tease. Like they brought in the artwork like this, the story, and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And they're like, all right, you have to wait another year and a half until season 2. I was like, oh, fuck you. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, but I it was so good. I think every time the new season came out, I might have binged it in like a day. Yeah, I I I binged the new uh, Masters of the Universe. You know what? I'm I'm in about halfway through season two of that or part two. Okay, but yeah, that's really uh, I, good. you know I it's better than the original in my opinion. Okay, there I, I don't I grew up watching the original He Man. Yeah, and I was super excited when I bought the box set, and I was like, I'm gonna relive my childhood. And I started watching it. I'm like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's how like, I felt with Thundercats. I went and I bought the box set of Thundercats, and I was watching through that. And I'm like, oh, you could get away with anything in the '80s. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I was so disappointed when I I started like watching through it. I'm like, oh man, they just have all this like. <sighs> I would, yeah, no. The only cartoon that I have picked up the box set of that I've been thoroughly happier about it as an adult than I was as a child was the Beetlejuice cartoon. Yeah, that's been yeah. great. I've been watching that with my dad. Because the adult innuendos in that cartoon, I'm like, <laughs> how the fuck did they get away with this? Oh, yeah, it was early 90s and they can get away yeah, with it. Yeah, that's pretty standard for the yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they, I'm like, wow, that was... When I, heard, when I heard Beetlejuice go, that guy's a tool, and I'm like, Okay. Yep. This is awesome. Well, it's like uh, I was recently watching uh, Shrek again, like the very first one. And oh, there yeah. was some jokes in that that I never caught as a kid. Like mm -hmm. uh, there's a scene when Farquaad is uh, laying in the bed and he's watching the mirror and he's like, oh, show me the princess again. Right. And it's panning by. The dude goes and picks up the blanket and looks down at his crotch. Like I never caught that before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's I, I know that, that movie is full of just adult humor. It is oh, so full. Funny. There's so many things that you, 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 you like, even when I was in, because I think that movie came out in, when, when I was in high school and I was watching this like, oh my God, like my sister was in love with this movie. Right. And I was just watching it going like, if what it, it was <laughs> yeah. very, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just very interesting. But yeah, uh, I mean, we grew up with stuff like Ren and Stimpy. We got this yep. right here. So I'm not really, you know, we're not, too shy 
uh, for a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. Like when you were ki- when you were a kid, did you uh, like draw a lot of the cartoons that you watched? Like I was always drawing oh, yeah. Garfield because Garfield was one of my favorite cartoons. Nice. And still to this day, like you know that that Jim Davis. I read all the the, the books and I read them in the the, the Sunday newspaper and then i watched the show it's like i was always you know drawing garfield when i was a kid uh do you have any like those cartoons from your childhood that you would draw a lot um if anything i mean you know i i grew up watching like the saturday morning cartoons on channel 11 so anything that was on there like i was drawing the the Oh, sonic spider-man oh. uh the justice league of america every time that came on i would draw superman all the time batman so that's pretty much where it all started with my superhero love, you know. Man, that see, I didn't get any of those when I was watching Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, no, no, that like, was like, dude, that's when I was in high school. So you would have, you would have probably been already like graduated and stuff. This guy's talking like what uh, mid two thousands, maybe early two thousands, nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I graduated high school in two thousand two. Oh, I, I graduated in 2010. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So these cartoons are coming out after you graduated, man. Like yeah, I, right. I, I respect the the Saturday morning cartoons for me were more like Bobby's World and um, the Ninja Turtles and stuff like that. And then um, in high school, I still watched cartoons and I didn't really care. Everybody knew that. And I grew, I watched those. Like Digimon came out when I was I in middle school. Digimon. Pokemon. And so that kind of transitioned a lot of that generation into Yu-Gi-Oh in high school. And um, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I can, uh, I respect that. You know, I, I like the whole anime boom kind of happened at that time. Like that's where Mm -hmm. a lot of that artwork came from, like all that love of that artwork. Like I, I really love like the anime artwork that I see coming out of the people that I follow. And I'm always kind of jealous because I, I I don't have that love for anime, so I've never been able to really get into drawing it. But right. I, I love like how it's drawn and the simplicity of things and the hard edges. And I'm just like, man, I, I didn't I didn't have any of that in my childhood, so I didn't grow up with it. So like Pokemon and all that stuff, like I'm like I'm so out of touch with it. Like my daughter downloaded Pokemon Go and it was fun for a hot minute and I was like, wait, I have to walk to, to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this yep. app is rep- requiring me to exercise. Oh, yep. that guy, I don't do that shit. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Um, I remember in in middle school, uh, Pokemon and Digimon was like hot at that time, and uh, I had a folder. I had like one of those little uh, just paper folders full of Pokemon drawings. I had this yeah, nine tails yeah. that I drew that I was so proud of. I'm like, oh, this is my best work, you know? And then I get my folder stolen with all of no. my artwork. And I was like, no. Yeah, I was so mad. I was so pissed. I was devastated. I had a commission to paint Charizard. Oh, nice. And, and at the time, like, I was like, oh, what's Charizard? <laughs> and they're like, it's a Pokemon. I was like, what's Pokemon? And they're like, are you kidding me? And I'm like, no, I have no clue. And so they had to like send me pictures of Charizard, and I'm like, okay, I, I I'll see what I can do. Because at that time I was in I was in college, and I was like doing a lot of like uh, more fine art style painting, so more like, adult well, stuff. Yeah, yeah, you know, I was I was painting with a palette knife and doing things like that. And I'm like, 
I have no, I have no fucking clue who this is. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know anything yeah. about this, this dragon lizard thing, my bobber from a cartoon. I'm, I had no, yeah. It's not a dragon. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's this, it's this huge like inside joke in the whole Pokemon community. How he's obviously a dragon, but he's but not, he's a, not dragon a dragon type. type. Yep. It's a fucking dragon. <laughs> I don't care how you cut it. It's a dragon. No, there's no, that's a, a Dagron. That's a Dagron, man. <laughs> Dude, there's so many Pokemon that are dragons that don't even look and or resemble anything of a dragon that you're just like, really? And yeah. they, they they refuse to change it. They're like, no, nah, he's not a dragon, bro. <laughs> what the fuck is he? He's a uh he's a flying fire type. That's it, right? He's, he's yeah, he's just a flying fire type. He's just a <laughs> old lizard. Oh, so he's he just breathes fire. fire. He flies. His tail is on fire, but he's not a dragon. But not oh, okay, <laughs> okay. So, so they they just he's a fucking dragon. There's there's no way around that. Well, Gyarados is a dragon. He's basically a sea worm. Yeah, right? he's just an angry worm. But a giant. Worm. I don't know any of this shit. I'm so out of touch. <laughs> I'm sure, you know, as my son gets older and starts, like, finding stuff that he likes, I might, like, come back around and, and learn some of this stuff or the new stuff. I might be hip, but right now I'm so fucking out of touch with stuff. It's crazy. <laughs> well, we are getting uh, down to my last few questions here. It's kind of yeah, a quick podcast, which is good because everybody's like, you need to keep it under an hour, around an hour. <laughs> always running really super, super long. I mean, um, I I've watched the other episodes. I've never mind watching for longer. Yeah, man. Like I've seen the average podcast is about an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah, we we push those limits. <laughs> we we push it all the way up to the hour and a half mark. Uh, but do you have any even... questions, Marco? Do I have any questions? No, most of mine were more anime based, and I feel like we did actually hit it. Um. The only thing I have, if you don't mind going back, I know somebody had asked uh, what your thoughts on Helsing is. Oh, Helsing was great, too. Um, so I've never actually watched the actual Helsing anime. I watched on YouTube the abridged version. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I got the gist of the story just with them making jokes the entire time. Oh, and man, the I abridged like version is that. so good. It's so the, good. The Helsing abridged was my favorite thing. So uh, I, I think both. I think both, and I think the abridged version is like better. Um, but like, I I also like the guys from Team Four Star that do the uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged as well. Yeah, I I can rewatch the abridged Dragon Ball Z all day. But the oh, original yeah. Dragon Ball Z, even after Kai, when they cut all of the unnecessary stuff, like yep. it's really good, and I respect it because it's my childhood. But the abridged, the abridged one, man, they just amazing. make it. They just make it so much more entertaining. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean is, the first role like Van Helsing. Yes. No, Helsing is um, it's about this vampire named Alucard who goes around killing other vampires. Okay. So it's, it's a and play. It's really bad. Like it's gory. The artwork yeah. is phenomenal, but the abridged version just turns him into a total dick. <laughs> like one it's of my favorite funny, things man. was when he was like, "Oh, follow me on Twitter at the Crimson Fucker." Like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's so good. But no, honestly, honestly, Tyler, he's absolutely right, though. If there was an anime that I would say, hey, you might get into this. Uh, Helsing, just because it's gory, it has to do with vampires. Um, It's not like your child's anime. Um, It's got a good storyline. And I mean, his name is Alucard, which is Dracula backwards. 
because you know he is that. I would have never, ever, ever in a million years picked that up. I, I may have been able to see it, like, but just hearing it, I would have never got that. So, <laughs> yeah, that's why he's like nearly impossible. Spoiler alert! You have to say oh, spoiler yeah. you, alert. You would have figured it out, Tyler. Trust me, man. <laughs> This person says, I hate anime and Helsing is my favorite. All right. Yeah. All right. When I can <laughs> yeah, no, get my kid away from not watching cartoons. He does, I, man. I he absolutely it. hates it. There's been a bunch of times where I've actually tried to talk to him into like watching all this stuff. I know this guy. And that's actually the reason why he was asking because he, this individual over here likes Helsing. But yeah. um, Yeah, that was. This episode might have been brutal for him to listen to. Like you guys fucking <laughs> talked about anime the entire time. All anime, all the time. He's been Sorry, on I all. Remember. He's been on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go here with my last my last few questions here. What what's your ultimate like goal for your career? Like what, what's like a, a a bucket list wish list for you? Uh you know it's funny. I've been listening to you ask this to everybody on the other episodes, and I've been like, all right, what am I gonna say for this? I have no idea. <laughs> Like, I I really do enjoy drawing. I love uh, the digital, the traditional, and I love just seeing what I see as a reference and then being able to recreate it on the paper. Mm-hmm. And I feel really proud of myself every time I do it. And I love the fact that some people are like, oh, I want to buy that. Like, so selling prints of it is really cool. But my biggest concern and worry has been like, if I try making this into a full-time gig, I'm going to end up hating art because I'm just going to be focused so much on turning it into a business that I'm just going to like lose love for it. So I keep it more as a hobby. And my goal, I guess, is really just to keep pushing myself to get better and better at it without losing touch with it and without losing the love for it. You know? No, that's a, that's a good answer. I've heard a lot of people talk about that. Like I, I create art for um, myself and I'm passionate about it, but I don't want to, I don't want it to feel like a job. So that, right. that really, but since you've heard all my ending questions, maybe I'll throw a, a curveball at you. Uh, if you could only choose one thing to have for the rest of your life, clean sheets or a clean towel, what would you choose? Oh, damn. Probably clean sheets. Good answer. Because you can drip dry and have fresh sheets. Exactly. I like your answer. Turn the fan on, have a nice breeze going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Marco, what would have you chosen? Now I don't want to say because you already said what the right answer was. I don't want to go over here. (laughs) The clean towel. In my head, there's only one right answer, but in your head, there might be. Well, no, you made me feel all self conscious over here because I was going to pick the towel. And so you're like, right answer. I was like, fuck, I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) There, I threw in a question you weren't prepared for. I was not. <laughs> so I guess my next question, where do you see yourself in 10 years with your art really doesn't matter because you just want to keep making art no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I just want to get better, you know? <laughs> Is there any like mediums that you would love to try? Um, I feel like I kind of want to try painting some more. I did it more in college than anything else. And I really enjoyed it. I struggled when it came to like blending the paints and everything. And it's funny too, my professor in college and my high school teachers, all of them, every time they looked at whatever drawings I did, whether it was painting, charcoal, pencil, they were all like, oh, you draw comic book style. <laughs> yeah. So they were always like, yeah, you need to blend this edge. And I was like, but I like 
no, this is black, <laughs> this is gray, and they're just they're separated. Like hard lines. <laughs> yeah, but, see, uh, I, and I have a hard time with the hard lines with the black and the gray when I'm doing things. So, like for me, I'm like I've had to really work at it when I'm drawing that kind of uh, style. And I, because I, I've always learned how to like blend it, because that's what I was taught. So, right. um, yeah, I, I definitely, I'm trying to, you know, expand my horizons when it comes to different styles. But uh, I love to paint and I love to draw, so I'm just kind of doing everything I can. Yeah. I can see you doing uh, like printmaking. I've thought about it, but I have no idea how to get started with it. Like I've watched, um, you know, Greg Rabbit Press when they do all their screen prints, and I love how they do it. Yeah, like, I have no idea how to even attempt it. Yeah, uh, I think that you could have a lot of fun doing like a lino or block cut, where you carve the the image in. Okay. And it basically it's like a reduction, so you're carving it in there, and then like everything that's going to be raised is going to be you use the black and. That is a, a way more in-depth process, and when you get to multiple mm -hmm. colors and things like that, it it gets really, really confusing. Yeah, you, you yeah. basically you start out and then carve, and then you, then you make all your prints, and then you carve some more, and that's going to be a different color, and then you and then you put that all over the top of those, and you you basically match them up. Uh, it's really really interesting, and I've seen some really amazing prints like that, but that would lend itself really well to what you do okay Where, yeah you were saying uh in the last episode uh cult creep does that right she does yeah she does some oh, lino yeah. prints and like kind of make stamps and things like that for it with him so yeah she definitely yeah, so does I might have to reach out to her ask her how she does that yeah i've done it in the past like when i was in college and i've done some recently in the next last five years or so but you okay. just have a little tool and you just cut it around mm -hmm. green rabbit's done a lot from in the past as well he's done some pretty giant lino cut prints and things like that okay yeah it, it's not too um like uh scary man like I, I wanted to do a stamp just for some brown bags you know for local shows and all that with my name and um i just went in there i went like i'm gonna buy a block and i got all the tools and then i drove this thing up like, okay let's do it so it's <laughs> it's just getting in there, dude, and doing it. It's really fun. Uh, and, yeah, okay. like Tyler said, you could do a lot of fun stuff with it, too. I've seen people, like, blend the color in the same press. So you get your little roller, and you put your color here on one side. You put your other color on the other side, and you roll that. So now you have, like, two different colors. And okay. then you roll it on the, on the stamp, and it kind of, like, blends that into it. So when you stamp it, you got that two-tone going on. And oh, you can cool. do three colors. You can do four colors. You don't even have to carve, and then you can carve and put more stuff. It's really cool, man. Look into some videos there. You'll, yeah. you'll definitely get inspired. Okay, yeah. yeah, I definitely gotta check that out. Yeah, it, it, it makes a mess because you carve and shit out of a, a block of wood or a block of they call it lino, but uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun doing it when I was in college. The one thing to remember about is you need to like flip everything you're gonna do. Oh yeah. It, yeah, you gotta do the reverse. Yeah, I fucked yeah. that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's the same with, uh, <laughs> that's the same with glass painting. Like I've been trying to do those lately. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, yeah I have a reference photo that I have to like kind of copy the image from, and I I always forget when I first print it that I, oh I got to flip the image. Yeah, you did that <laughs> yeah. spike so, piece, man, where he was like he had a skull, right? Yeah, yeah, the, the spike yeah, from uh, Capital Bebop. Mm -hmm. Actually, so, uh, this one too. This originally is a glass painting. 
that uh, a lot of people liked it. So I had it printed, made it up as print so I could sell those. That's dope. So the, the, the glass planning, like you start with the, you do it on the back. So you, you would start with like your outline and then work your way backwards, right? Yeah. I always start with the, uh, like a black paint pen and I draw out the outline of the image itself and I make sure I get everything that's going to have black done. And then I lay down my darkest color. So I lay out all my blacks first and then, it's basically working backwards where you have to do your shadows first and then your highlights at the end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard, but it's a lot of fun. And the end results are just awesome. Yeah. No, it's, it's very, very much like that with Lino, but you're starting with your lights and then working to darks. Okay. So, but yeah, it's a lot of fun. Um, what is some advice you would give your younger self about art? keep drawing like there was a time that i stopped drawing for maybe a handful of years and actually when i went into college my initial thought was oh i want to get into graphic design and i want to i wanted to do it professionally i wanted to do, like design for video games or comics um but then when i got there i i kind of got like distraught because i saw all the other artists in my classroom and i was like oh i am nowhere near as good as these guys are and we're all in the same grade like how could they be so far ahead of me and so that kind of like dissuaded me from it. And I went more into the medical field which, where now I ended up like working in x-ray, but I still draw as a hobby, you know, but I, if anything, I would tell myself, just keep doing it and don't be discouraged by other people around you. That's, that's good advice. Um, I don't know if you, if you do a lot of reading, but I've been asking if there was one book that you read that influenced your art career in any way, shape or form, whether it be like a tutorial book or an advice book on art, or even like a particular comic book that that's like got you into artwork, what would that book be? Um, I mean, I, I do read a lot, but I read more like fantasy novels than anything. Okay. Uh, not so much. Like I haven't read any real like artist books. Like I know you guys have been sharing a lot. Um, I haven't read any of those yet. But I guess actually what got me really into drawing, it, it's going to sound fucked up, uh, was a Maxim magazine. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so again, my, when I was younger, like I said earlier, my cousin Joey, he like, was really a big influence in teaching me how to draw because I would always watch him every time I went to his house. He was drawing like Dragon Ball Z characters or he was coming up with his own comic book characters. And so one day I asked him, I was like, hey, can you teach me like can you show me how to do this and um he had a maxim magazine he just opened it to a page and he told me all right draw this model and so i looked at the picture and i started sketching it out and i drew it as best i could and then he drew it and he showed me all right this is how you can really make this look better this is how you can adjust your highlights and your shadows and do the posture and mm. i still have both of those drawings in one of my sketchbooks and um i, I was actually just found that the other day and i was like oh wow like this is really what got me started with this. And this is what's pushed me. And I just kept going from there. So I guess, you know, shout out to Maxim for getting me started on my art career. <laughs> well, yeah, and also shout out to your cousin, Joey, for, I mean, yeah. that, that, that's kind of a cool story. Like I, I've never heard of uh, anybody be like, okay, I'm going to flip over the page and be like, you draw this and then I'm going to draw it too. And we're going we're gonna to go from there. I, I like that. Yeah. That's yeah, an interesting awesome. way to do it. Definitely. Yeah. And I, he and I were always in contact with each other. And, you know, every time I draw something, I always send it to him. I'm like, all right, 
what do you think of this? What can I improve? How have I done here? And we're constantly going back and forth, giving advice on pieces. That's awesome. Now that's, he was on the collab, correct? The original yeah, collab? Yeah, he, um, he did this one up here and this one here. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. yeah and uh, he, he was definitely was... one of the people that I wanted involved with that. Right on. Yeah, I actually still have his piece I need to send to him. Uh, I just We haven't heard back from him. I think he was out of the country. So. Yeah, I think he's back now. So I'll reach out to him so we can, uh, I can get his address for you one time. We can send that over. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I am, I am out of questions. Marco, do you have anything else? Uh, we're good, man. But you know me, we could stay here for hours just talking stuff, especially with yeah, anime. Nothing going on. That's the after show when we about. when we stop going live. We <laughs> there, that's the after show that nobody gets to I can see but us. All right, well, uh, Chris, thank you for stopping in, hanging out with us tonight, and talking comic books and anime and arts. Really appreciate you uh, staying up late to talk to us. Yeah, and man, I am gonna I'm gonna leave everybody with a, a paint the fucking world. And stay rebellious, guys. <laughs>